0: Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie.
1: Hey, I'm Riz. This is a podcast where we share our thoughts, ideas, and rants about anything pop culture and the world around us.
0: With a little shimmy, you can always keep up with us on Instagram at Press Play AR.
1: Oh, little shimmy, hot. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. We are so excited to have on this episode our good friends Ada and Angel from LGBT Chat podcast
0: we're gonna be talking about some gay shit
1: yeah we are well stay tuned after the break
0: all right everyone please help us welcome from lgbt chat podcast ada and angel
2: hi hi thank
3: you for
0: coming to our show today it's a very special episode i think Uh, we're really excited to talk about. But before we do, we want you guys to talk about your podcast and what is it about and about you guys.
2: Angel, go ahead.
3: Well, oh my God, why would you do that? Um, (laughs) The LGBT podcast is such a nice place to be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we share like experiences um, about things that are going on in, in our community and in um, your community out there, right? So if you guys are queer, queer allies, any part of the LGBTQIA plus community, we like to promote you guys and um, share um, any projects or any issues or anything you guys wanna bring up. And it's an open space for us to um, share those experiences and, and good things and bad things. Um, yes. We started. We started about six, seven years ago um, Angel joined us last year um, and it's been like on and off uh, we've been trying to keep it more consistent um, but it's a lot of fun we enjoy it so much
3: yes it is so much fun and how did
0: you two meet
2: his he's cousins with my my fiance hey. <laughs>
0: congratulations thank you and then, when you guys created this, uh, was it a bunch of hurdles, or was it boom? Let's get to the point. And I guess this conversation, this question is coming from us new podcast hosters or podcasters. So, how how difficult, or was it easy for you guys to get this up and running?
2: So for me, it wasn't easy. I went through like ten microphones because I couldn't find my voice. Like I didn't like the way I sounded, which I'm sure you it happened to you guys also, right?
0: All the time. <laughs>
2: I hate <laughs> so, exactly because you have to constantly go back and re, and rehear yourself over and over. Um, so that was a, a struggle finding the proper proper microphone. Um, also finding out the structure of what we wanted. Like I know I wanted a space for the community for the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, but I didn't know like, okay, so what do we talk about? What do we do? And I'm like, why don't we just talk to our friends? Why don't we just share what the things that we're struggling with and that, um, that we want to share. Um, and it just became like a big therapy session for a lot of us. And, and, um, yeah, I think that was the main struggle was the structure and finding like the right equipment, getting over the hurdles of like the technological part. Um, it was a lot of Googling and YouTubing and, um, you know, just asking around like, hey, how did you do this? How do you, who do you use to host or web your, your, um, your podcast and how much money are you spending? And, you know, this, that, and the other. Also the financial part of it was also, you know, I'm from New York, I was living check to check. So to spare another like 15 $25 a month on a project, on a hobby, it was like, do I want to do this or do I want to buy a train pass? <laughs> so... So yeah. that was also, you know, and then now I've, you figure out places where you can do it for cheaper um, or for less or nothing. Um, so we've overcome a lot of that stuff now, but um, it's still tons of fun, just as it was at the beginning.
0: It is. I think uh, for podcasters, uh, the one of the secret ingredients is uh, passion, I believe. Uh, and especially when you want to talk about something that you like or you want to just have an extra microphone to to be the the sound of your community. And uh, there's so many people out there in the media that does represent us, but I feel like no one represents us better as our own community. So yeah, you can have, I'm just pulling out a name out of my head, like someone like Neil Patrick Harris. He's like, oh my God, like I can relate to, to that person. But then you have yeah, no well, it's no. an example. Oh, it's an example. <laughs> but then you have like people that came from the hood or came from your city, or it's like I can relate to, to that even more out of personal connection. Um, so I really admire the podcast that you guys have and the reason for it, and I really hope it does grow and it and it gets amplified sign note, angel i'm obsessed with you on instagram i love you i'm gonna give you a little (laughs) to to advertise your 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 instagram thank you for it every time i see it i'm like yes queen come through for me
2: Fears. Fears. (laughs) he's got that smile
0: (laughs) so talking about uh uh you said that you lived in 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 new york how was it growing up as a queer person in your neighborhood and and you uh ada that moved recently houses a community
3: over there
2: i'll let angel go through his queer queerness first
3: <laughs> um he, i'm still currently in new york and i grew up in new york i would say um it hasn't been hard for me I, my family's very accepting so from the start they were always very accepting So I never had a lot of the experiences that I fear about, and um, I really don't know what I would do had I had those experiences, but um, it's been pretty okay for me. And um, one thing that I would say that I still don't really get is that still to this day in the community in which I'm in, I'm here in Flushing, Queens, um, there are not enough representation it's not enough representation in the community there's not like gender sexuality alliances um i only know of like one school in this area who has a club that they um like a gsa and um i just never understood why i mean all these other schools are doing it all there's other communities that you go to and you walk into the building and it's just you feel it over here i don't really get that sense um yeah and Other than that, I feel okay. I feel like things are okay, but I do feel like, and I stand very strongly on the fact that people need to be educated more in regard to LGBTQ plus.
0: Now, have you ever looked at the demographics on why those schools have these clubs
3: and those don't? I haven't looked too much into it, but I absolutely believe that that is a part of why people are kind of steering away from it they just don't want to deal with, not that they don't want to deal with it, but they kind of want to be in their own bubble. Like, ah, we don't even, we don't have to deal with that. We don't have to touch that. And it's like, yes, we do, because you'll be surprised.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Uh, I do want to say that uh, we do need to educate a lot of our allies, even allies that they say that they are. I feel like when we're not around them, I feel like they, help me out with that because we experienced something the other day uh, they they have no filter and they don't understand that certain words are not meant to be used or certain phrases and i feel like genuinely they are allies but i i feel like it just needs a little bit more push on them because it's it's not the world that they live in but at the same time uh, we
3: just want them to acknowledge that our world exists as well. Right. And you know what, now that you mentioned that, it's also like a, a what I find with some allies is like, a, they don't have, they're not living it. Like they're, they're allies. They're supporting you. They're not living it. So to them, they make a lot of jokes. Exactly. or Like things that they think is funny. And then it's like, ah, that, that really didn't sit right with me. And they can never, they can't see why, like, it was just a joke. I was just joking, but it's like, but you don't have to wake up every day and live the life that I live or this one lives or that one lives. So, um, yeah, I agree with you on that. How
0: about you, Ada?
2: Um, you and know, I talk in this all the time, how we need to educate our, our, queer, our queers, our peers and our allies. Um, often we have people constantly uh, degrading us and not knowing that they're doing it, you know? we hear especially in the hispanic community we have terms like the bird or the uh, the butterfly and i'm like and yeah. i i just do this and i'm like i don't see wings what happened <laughs> what, what how like i don't i've never felt any feathers that's so interesting um and and they use these terms so loosely and i'm like that hurts you know i don't i don't identify as a bird or a butterfly Um, I've never, I don't even know how to swim or fly, gosh, (laughs) but, um, no, it's true. People, people say, oh, you know, um, I respect you this, that, and the other. I feel like if, if maybe I wasn't so like into religion or church when I was younger, I would probably be gay also. And I'm like, what, who's like, what makes you think that religion has anything to do with it? Like you're either born with it or you're not, you know?
0: I remember Um, I I had a, a boss that told me I support you just not your community and it's like what and it's like no because I know you personally and (laughs) you know and I'm like but but then you're not helping you're even damaging more of the cost and it wasn't until later into us working together she came up to me after she's like you know what I want to apologize I want to be an ally like I what I said was totally incorrect and I personally grew up pretty bad because I did, uh, came out at a very early age. Uh, I lived in a household where I had a machismo father. Uh, my mom, uh, was my only savior. She was my sword and shield. Um, at school I was bullied constantly. Even when I had a girlfriend, I'm using air quotes, like people still would pick on me about me being gay. Um, and it was just, horrible horrible uh it wasn't until like my junior senior year of high school uh I felt a little bit more relaxed and I feel it's because I guess kids do mature or they just don't give a fuck and they're like whatever you're irrelevant and I hid a lot of my 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 school uh days I hid in band and that was like my sanctuary uh uh symphonic band and marching band and there was my tribe with all the geeks and all the nerds and other gay people and other le- uh, lesbian people. and it was uh, I guess my first interaction I guess with with gay people my age uh, like that. Uh, but yeah it was for me it was it was really tough.
2: I didn't come out till I was an adult like in my mid20s. I had no idea. I was gay (laughs) and then when I when it came to me I was like wait a minute that makes sense this is why I had a crush in the fifth grade with Mindy who dressed like a boy Um, and I thought Mindy was just a nickname for a boy but in reality I knew she was a girl you know Um, and all things just started crashing to me but it's part of being conditioned in, in my society and in my community of like no this is wrong you're going to hell I'd even argue with my gay friends. I'm like, you know, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna to go to heaven, right? Mind you, I'm not even that religious, right? I, I wasn't like in and out of church constantly for me to even have those kind of thoughts. And and this is me in my 20s telling my friend, like, this isn't like cool, you know, you should change your ways. Um, and he's like, Where in the Bible does it say you're gonna be condemned to flames? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I just people say that. Um and so I thought, and I'm like, wait, I can't be gay. I love sex. You know, I, I, I can't, you know, like I, that makes no sense. Um, and then it just all came to me. But it, it's what you're saying, like we're, we come from this community and, and this culture, especially like the Hispanic culture with the machismo and the Matista parents and moms and this whole generation of ignorance um, where they come from a place where if they don't, know it. It's not real. It's not true. It doesn't exist. It's just only what they've been told and what they've known. That's facts, you know? And like I said, you're going to go to hell because you're gay. I didn't know about it. I didn't read that in the Bible. I just kept hearing people say it um, mm-hmm. and the family. And I'm like, there's no way, you know, I don't want to go to hell. Um But yeah, it was definitely tough for me.
0: So growing up, since this is a movie and <laughs> since this is a movie and tv podcast what movies did you grow up watching
2: angel
3: um for me i absolutely lootly 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 love rent is that considered a movie why not or yeah. okay rent i why i don't know what i was doing watching it at the age that i, I was probably like <laughs> 10 And I know every song by heart and I watch it from beginning to end at least three times a week. Like, I love it. Um, I just feel like it was so much representation. And I obviously now I'm telling you that because now I know, but even when I was younger, I was just like, before I even came out. So it was just interesting to see like how drawn I was to the movie. And then it was like, and then here I am now. But I don't know. I just loved it.
2: How about you, Ada? I I used to love The Little Mermaid till I realized that a grown man loving a 15 year old was not okay. <laughs> and um, but I recently watched um prom and yes. I was like, oh my god, this touched me in so many ways. This is like perfect. Like every parent of a queer child needs to watch this. Um and I felt like I identified with it a lot. I, I really loved it. I think it's a, my new favorite, along with When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> That's not,
0: we recently—not that recently—but we did see Prom and we did review it here on on the show. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really nice. It was really, really sweet, well made, and super sweet. That's a good word. Growing up, um, <laughs> I was your typical nerdy kids. So Power Ranger, the movies was my thing growing up, X-Men, the animated series. Um, It wasn't until later in life uh, that I felt like I saw someone on TV that I can relate to, and that was Will and Grace. Um, For me, seeing a gay man as the main character and him being a lawyer and having his own place and you see like before will and grace there was Queerest folks but i feel like Queerest folks for me was ahead of my time so they were talking about a lot of stuff that at that time i didn't relate to and it was too mature for me and i'm like i don't know like i've never like gave a let's not talk about that but you know anyways (laughs) um but when i saw will truman on tv and i'm like wow this guy like a successful adult gay man like i can be that person i don't have to be put in a box into being a hairdresser or being a manicurist or a or the
2: dying gay man of AIDS. oh
0: yes and 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 that's a good thing that we're talking about that because we want to get into representation of lgbt people in film but before i go bait do you have uh, any movies that you grew up? Movies
1: or TV? TV, mostly I was a 90s kid. So, you know, anything uh, like on the WV or Fox, I was obsessed with the X-Files, which didn't Buffy.
3: happen.
1: Buffy, of course. And that's that was probably the, the best representation that we had back then because freaking Jack on Dawson's Creaky came out and that was it. That was basically the end of the story. They never delved into anything anything after that. And, um, I, I recently rewatched it and, uh, I couldn't make it past. I'm like, what happened to Jack? You know, it was, it was all just, you know, a Joey storyline, but, uh, Joss Whedon, um, uh, not a, not a huge fan of him lately uh, because of what's going on in general, but he did do an amazing job with that character. Willow, you know, we'll go down in history. Willow and Tara, you know, they were amazing, amazing representation to see that, and uh, I guess it was the first lesbian kiss? No, I'm sure there was more, or before that. Romantic. Nef-
2: uh, was it like Neve Campbell? Uh, what was your name?
1: Uh, On, I mean, um... they were like females, but it wasn't like like romantic. Like Roseanne was kissed by something Hemingway. with. Yeah, after
0: it was name. more like a satirical thing, yeah. like, oh my god, but it, it wasn't like there was no love and affection yeah. behind those kisses
2: didn't jackie have like a, a prospect like a romantic prospect on the show also on roseanne i feel like i remember this
1: there, very vaguely uh, at the end of the oh lord i'm a walking wikipedia box oh, huh, huh? oh, walking wikipedia web page sometimes okay at the end of the show uh I guess, Roseanne Barr, the original run of the show. She didn't want them to do any spinoffs, so she ended it with, like, the last two seasons were a book or whatever, uh, and one character was married to another character and all this other shit, and and Jackie was a lesbian. Like, she outed her in the last episode. So in the new incarnation, that's all. That never happened. So she's...
2: But I I feel like before that, she was, like, diving into lesbianism. Um like towards the beginning, I feel like there was some mention of this. I don't know why I have this vague recollection of this. I could be wrong.
0: <laughs> and and we get put into this, this again, this box in, in the media, especially in film and television, where like you said, Ada, the gay character dies of AIDS or gets killed in a hate crime or when we talk about trans women in TV, it's always depicted as a murder victim and uh, in a bathroom or whatever, you always have that CSI episode of that trans woman
1: as a murder victim. It's uh, like meant to, I guess, be a teaching moment for heterosexual audiences, but you know, ultimately it's a little insulting. Uh, my main when I when I think about that, I think of uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched Ally McBeal. They introduced uh, Will, God, what's his name? He's he was on My So Called Life, Wilson Cruz, I think. No, uh, as a transgender character, and uh, she mm-hmm. was a a prostitute, and the entire episode they were like defending her, uh, and you know, she got off on the charges, and um, she was gonna start working for them so she wouldn't have to, you know, work on the street anymore. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I remember watching and thinking, okay, this is fantastic. There's a lot of quirky characters on the show. We'll have another, you know, a first transgender character as a regular. And in the end, she went out to prostitute and it was a teaching moment, she gets killed. And I'm like, why, you know, that that, that was such a wasted opportunity, you know, you know what I mean? And there was so much of that. Yeah. back then there was a recurring character on um in the family as well a transgender character that was killed um in a hate crime hate crimes you know we always like, have to be... yeah
2: no i was just going to mention or like the 500 lesbian films where they're all just erotica you know they're yeah, just okay.
1: we're straight. i'm around.
2: like this doesn't happen we're not all five foot ten 130 pounds <laughs> you know
0: yeah so exactly. what, what do you guys think that we as a community
1: should do to fix this?
0: Although there has been some progress.
1: Oh yeah, and, and honestly, it isn't, it isn't there's like a ton of progress lately. I would say almost every show I watch, there's at least one gay character which was unheard of back then. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they're not always written to my liking, but you know, you can't Get upset about the representation. Like the movies have a lot, a long way to go. You know what I mean? Uh we get like random people in the background in Star Wars or lesbians in the background in Star well, Wars.
0: Then that's more of queer bait in the sense of I'm very disappointed with Star Wars because they get led us on to believe that Finn and Poe were gonna end up together like there's nobody's business and at the end
1: nothing they never it was never a plan it was never but, planned But they teased us about it. they just just sort of been like it's not going to happen
0: and you then know? you have that dumb cliche kiss of the two women kissing at the end that has no
1: one of the no purpose didn't have a name in it, the other. They were just it was just like just to be like, we did it. They were celebrating
0: and it's like, oh and they were panning out at everyone and then two girls kissing or two 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 lesbian kissing and I'm like, yeah.
1: that's, that's it, that's the I'm, bait. Unfortunately it has a lot to do with the foreign markets or whatever because
0: I'm rolling my eyes. I know, I know. I'm rolling my uh, eyes.
2: <laughs> you know, while I feel like there has been progress, there's still a long way to go. Um, and a way I feel like that we can we can support this thing, this train that's happening is um, by actually supporting these shows, right? If you see something you like and you see something, watch it, tell people about it, tweet about it. I don't know, write to the goddamn company, <laughs> um, but support it because you see so many good shows like one day at a time get canceled. Um, but I feel like they were also trying to be too much with with, with very little, um, uh, time they had, um, they were trying to cram in too much, like, I don't know, information, liberalism and whatnot into one episode. But if you look at like modern family, like where they actually humanize what it is to be a gay couple yes, in in a semi-normal way, right? Like it was still a little out of reach because we're not all like, you know, rich and, and you can own a home in LA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um <clears throat> but i i feel like they humanize the characters very well also in meet the Fo- meet the fosters did you guys ever watch that i think we i, I think I, j-lo I, produced I, it or helped I'm produce
3: obsessed it. With
1: it my niece was obsessed with it i haven't seen it no but she's recommended it highly i
2: i liked it because one of the the main characters she at one point gets into a relationship with um a trans uh men and she she knew um after the person told her and, and she was like okay well you know i like you i don't care you know what you are whatever and ultimately they they made it they played it out that it was just too weird for the person that what that the trans men the 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 trans character that she was just like oh i don't know how this is going to work out or whatnot and they just played it off too easily
0: i do want to throw in some numbers uh Uh, since we're talking about representation now and how it evolves uh, throughout television and film history. Uh, Back then in 2012, there was uh, in broadcast television, so Fox, ABC, the the CW, whatever, uh, there was a total of 50 queer representation in broadcast television with 10 lesbian and 30 uh, gay men. And out of the 50, there were 19 main recurring characters. Speed that up to 2019, there was a total of 114 queer characters, 40 being lesbians, women and 30 being gay men with, being, uh, with a total of 30 recurring character. In cable television back in 2012, there was a total of 61 queer representation with 26 of them being recurring characters, and just last year, 217 characters in cable television that are queer or identify as in the LGBTQ. And out of those 217, 94 are or were recurring character. So the numbers don't lie. We do see that it, it the, the the spotlight is getting bigger. Um, how do you guys feel about uh, queer baiting? Uh, when actors or do you guys feel fine, uh, heterosexual or cisgender men and women playing gay characters or transgender people in the media? Are you guys okay with it? Do you feel like gay people or LGBT people,
3: excuse me, should play these roles specifically? Um, I think it should be played by someone who has these experiences and lives life through these times of difficulty. I feel like having someone act the part, yes, they can probably act it or, I guess, put themselves in the shoes of someone who has went through this stuff. But I feel like you would get a better representation have it having it be from someone who is actually in the community themselves. Um, I'm not offended by it. So to speak, but what I am offended by is I feel like that them doing that kind of set the tone for like the generation now. I don't know if I'm on TikTok a lot, and I see a lot of like the younger generation um kind of acting as if they are gay or acting as if they are lesbian just like for a little video, like for a little five seconds of whatever, and I think they find it to be so hilarious, and I think that's not cute. Because it's like people actually go through things and for you to just make a mockery of it isn't sweet. Yeah. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I find the the gay baiting also, like, I feel used. I feel like you used me for for my money, awesome. you know, to just bring me here and then you're just going to leave me in the dark. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, I think it's despicable. I think that um there are better ways of... um of making, getting a, a crowd in, you know? Like at least have the, the decency of writing in the full story, not like Star Wars, right?
1: I think we're past where cisgender people should be playing transgender people at all. I I, I don't want to ever see it. I prefer to see, uh, you know, gay and lesbians playing gay and lesbians, uh, but I'm not so far, I don't get as, as upset about it, I guess um and a lot of times um you know the actor that is playing playing it will come out later on anyways um so i don't think you know it 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 sometimes is a private thing so i don't think they should have to come out right then and there
3: um
2: i feel like that's a great a gray area sorry to cut you off because remember that was that movie with Kristen? what's her name bell stewart not well. Kristen Stewart, the, the Christmas holiday movie that they did, yeah. uh, like, yeah. two years ago, where yeah. they were, like, the, the the lead wasn't really gay, or she's not gay, and they were criticizing it for it, because there's so many talented gay yeah. women, yeah. right, but then I also feel like, if you can play the role, but, again, representation, right, like, I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about it,
1: I'm in the, I'm, middle, I'm in the so middle, I prefer, um, I prefer, but, you know, but, you know, when it comes to the, the transgender characters, I think we're past, you know. Yeah. The, like, what was Scarlett Johansson was gonna play a transgender character uh, and then people got offended. And all well, maybe they, they,
2: they sure. couldn't find Wendy Williams.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sit down. Um, if I could go back also to from what I said, um, I think, all, like I said in the beginning, the education has a lot to do with it also. I feel like filmmakers who aren't in the community feel like, what's the harm in having this guy dress up in drag and say that he's trans, you know, or what's the harm of having this girl, oh, she looks the part, she, oh, put a braid in her hair, she'll, she'll be fine for the part. And it's like, um, no, it's actually really offensive. And um, it goes back to education, I think.
0: Yeah, I I do agree with both Ada and, and, and Riz, I am in the in the gray part about it. I do get irked about it because it's all for the awards. And then I hate when they play these roles and then you see like the media uh, like giving them like, oh my God, this person is so brave for playing this gay character. This person was so, look at Jared Leto playing this trans women in ba- Dallas Buyers Club. He was so brave to go through all this. And it's like, well, why don't you get a real trans person to actually go through this? It's like, come on now. Um, and it, does, it that part I just don't like is when they try to fish for, for credit or awards. for awards and Good. things like that. It really bugs me. And I don't have any um, um, what's the phrase, um, any patience for cisgender hetero people playing trans people. I don't, I don't agree with that at all, at all. Uh, for actors, you have people like Helen Miriam that are, uh, for cisgender heterosexual people playing these parts uh because they're like she says things like oh it's my job i'm an actor blah 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 i understand that but don't get us and and put us as a a supporting role with cliche things or with with cliche attributes and characteristics and stuff like that because we're so much more than that so much more and uh it goes weaving back to what angel says i do agree that it does need to be about education but at the same time, there's people out there uh, that do need these jobs and do need these stories to be told. As uh, Patricia Arquette said when she was accepting one of her awards, and she dedicated it—was uh, it Patricia uh, of Arquette? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sister to Alexis Arquette, she dedicated the award to her. And in her speech, she says, "Give these people jobs. Give these people in front and behind the cameras, because." They matter, we all matter. One question I wanna ask you guys is, how do you guys feel about In the Heights?
2: Okay, so I lived in that neighborhood. I know the struggles of the neighborhood. I, like they filmed that pool. I used to walk my doggy there during the winters, like that was my neighborhood. Um, And for me, because I lived there, it just, I had like this warm feeling in my heart. And obviously they could do no wrong just because of that feeling, right? Yeah. Now put that feeling aside, um, I was pissed off that there wasn't people that look like the real people that live in that community. We're not all Dominicans. <laughs> there are a lot of Mexicans there. There are a lot of African people, um, like uh, South and Western African people in, in that same neighborhood. There's a lot of um, Middle uh, uh, Central Americans in, in that same neighborhood, um, <clears throat> and it's getting very gentrified. There's a big hospital there. Hillary Clinton had an operation there, so you have a lot of Columbia University students moving up to that area. You see a lot of the mom and uh, pop shops closing down, and just to sum it all up, it doesn't look like that anymore. Um, so they did they did do a good part in in uh, demonstrating that in the movie that it's just it's changing. Um, but it it did piss me off that I didn't see people that look like the actual people that lived there. Everybody was like fair skin or like light you know dark um i think there was like one one dark like there was one black guy right uh, the guy that, at the taxi yeah. um station and and christopher whatever his last name is from hamilton um <laughs> from mr softy um but yeah that part pissed me off
3: how about you angel I loved, loved, loved the the music, like the songs and stuff. But I feel like that every time I watch a musical, I always fall in love with the. <laughs> and the movie like, what really happened? <laughs> I'm like what happened in the movie? No, but um, I thought the movie wasn't too bad. But now hearing I a- Aida's um point of her actually living in there and them not showing representation, now that I'm now that I was looking back, I'm like it really was kind of just like and- old
2: Dominicans just. As much as I love Anthony Ramos because I'm obsessed with Anthony Ramos. Um, he's not Dominican. I didn't <laughs> know so that. Many, he's Puerto Rican. If if you hear his Spanish, he's Puerto Rican. He's not Dominican.
0: Wow. Which one is Anthony Ramos?
2: The main character.
1: The main character. <laughs> okay. I had no idea. Yeah, I knew he was Puerto Rican.
0: I didn't. When
2: I watched it,
0: I've never I've been to New York. I've never been to the burbs or the suburbs or Park Slope in Brooklyn, or whatever. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: But I live in Miami, so that seasoning I recognize. And I felt like the Hispanic community or the minorities that I grew up with here in Miami wasn't represented equally.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: After the movie, I was like, a lot of of light-skinned people. (laughs) Because you go to Little Havana, and Little Havana is not, like you said, we're not occupants. We have a lot of Central American people. We have a lot of African American people. We have a lot of Southern American people. So to, to, to see that or to hear that from you, I'm like, I, I can understand your frustration and your earthness about it. Do you feel that it's all Le manuels fault or do you feel like it's someone from the higher ups, the studios? Because he says that he's been working on that story for about 20 years. Um, and he he said he tried his best.
2: I feel like you got that in the movies. You got that out there. You made an explosion out of it. Bravo. I think like we got our foot in the door. Next, let's do better. Let's make it better. Let's, let's actually get it right. Um, but I feel like the fact that he was able to do that, for me, that was to fit suffice enough, you know, that that was just enough for me. Um, Could he have done better? Definitely, but did he get us in? Did we get another foot in the door? How amazing is it to see people that kind of look like me, my neighborhood and the big pictures, y'all? Like that's beautiful. To me that just, I I get goosebumps thinking about it. My face is full of bumps right now. Um, So I, while I did get irked at that, the, you know, the lack of diversity, um because like you said even in Little Havana they're not all from they're not all Cubans and we don't all come in the same color and shape and size and heights right even no matter what country you're in we I know them I have Dominican family with light blue eyes blonde tall they look Spaniard they look German you know and they're Dominican mm-hmm. and the same thing happens in most of our countries in Latin America and the Caribbean so the fact that he was able to just get Hispanics Dominican Republic Puerto Ricans up in on Disney Plus or HBO Max um, on such a big wave, such a big platform. To me, that was that was enough. Um, so I'm not gonna, I don't, I couldn't care less about people that are trashing him right now.
0: Well, he is doing uh a lot more for Hispanic people. He has another movie that's coming out called Encanto, which is about a Colombian family with special mm-hmm. abilities where the main character is, doesn't have ability. Uh, and he is the person behind the soundtrack of that. And then after that, he has another uh, movie called Vivo, where he plays a, a capuchin monkey in Havana, Cuba, and he travels to Florida or to New York to make it big. Uh, so he's he's on a roll with with, with the Latin and Hispanic community, and, and we're all, I guess, excited to see what he does. And you know, he's not pretty bad. Okay, wow. Well, one thing I, I did want to put my two cents in is that I feel like the music and in, in the heights were kind of, kind of sort of similar to Hamilton.
2: Yeah, I noticed that too. Because I know every song in Hamilton. And I was like, I recognize the, the, the tones and I recognize the. The same and
0: Richard was like, well, it is from the same person, but I'm like, hold up
1: because you have That's the same style. You can only rap so much. No, you can rap in theater so much. No.
0: Look, <laughs> Roger <laughs> and Amelstein, Andrew Lloyd Webber did Phantom of the Opera and he did fucking Cats. They're two you, completely different musicals and they sound two completely different. Not,
1: I mean, he has his way of, Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber has his way of music. It's rock. Uh, musicals with the with the electric guitar, you can recognize, you can recognize them. But I, you know, some songs are like, oh wow well, yeah, that's, you know, obviously by the same person. Does, they didn't bug me that.
0: But that's much. more of me being a film critic, or, <laughs> or I'm using air quotes again, film critic, than anything else.
2: Uh, but he also he did a great job with diversity and representation in Hamilton and oh, getting it out yeah, there. Sure. And people yeah. are like, oh, but there's no white people there. I'm like, there are white people, the king is white, he's the main character. There are dancers that are white. There's um whatever his name was, who there were there were there was a lot of diversity there. So people are never gonna be happy. Never. You can't please everybody.
0: Quick question What movie or TV show did you guys saw growing up? that for the first time you're like, that's that's me. Was
3: it for you, Rent Angel? Well, it was Rent, but also I'm a big Glee fan. And um, Kurt Hummel was like, I loved him to death. And um, I just, cause I came out when I was in eighth grade, middle school. So when I watched Glee, it was like, it, I think he was in high school at the time, but it was just so funny to see how he started off and then how he grew as a character. And I think they did a really good job with them.
0: How about you, Ada?
2: Like I said, I I wasn't gay till, I didn't (laughs) know I was gay till like, you know, my mid twenties, I was closeted, my brain closeted me. So I don't know, I can't think of anything that kind of represented me. I remember being obsessed with the L word back then. And I feel like it was more, and I was still kind of positive back then also. And I just remember being, oh, this is so cool. And I've rewatched it since. And I'm like, this is so lame. Who wrote this? Like the story, the line, like, I, I don't, I was like, who, 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 in what world does this happen? <laughs> um, it's unrealistic. Um, but I think it was the only show that I kind of related to at the time, but it was because it was hip and it was the only thing that was out there for lesbians. Um, so. Yeah. So
0: before we go, I wanna blast you guys as loud as I can. So uh-huh. with, where can our followers and our listeners follow you and listen to you guys?
2: Uh so we're on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting sites on their LGBT chat, um, uh Instagram and Twitter on their LGBT podcast, LGBT radio, on um Facebook. And we're constantly um, following you guys around. So you can check us out on your comments (laughs) and on your (laughs) Instagram stories all the time. Angelito?
3: Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram. Instagram is angel, A-N-G-E-L, dot J, dot M. Mm.
2: Also, if you you don't mind me um, asking while you have us here, Uh, we're looking for a third co-host to join Angel and I um just to have a third queer voice you know on our show uh so if you guys know anybody who's outspoken who might want to join us let us know cm angel or i or, or me
0: absolutely we'll put in a good word for you guys we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back Hey guys, we are back, but that's a wrap. We want to thank our listeners and followers for tuning in to hear us rant like two schoolgirls waiting to be asked to the winter formal. <laughs> also, a special shout out to Ada and Angel for being our guests in this episode.
1: Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to get notified when there's a new episode available and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram.
0: One last time, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey,
3: hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening.
2: listening.